Hi, welcome to another episode of Paul's on Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today I've got David Rosenfield. He's one of the directors and uh, past president of PEARL, the uh, Professional Electrical Apparatus Recyclers League. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, the grid, but in a very uh, infrastructure-oriented manner. Isn't that right, David? Yes, well, Alex. The show. Thank you. Oh, well, you know, everybody forgets the smart grid. We talk about it, and we've talked about it quite a bit on this show. And a lot of the focus has been on the logic and on the software. But we forget at the end of the day, electrical still requires, you know, you have to obey the laws of physics. You're moving energy around. You've got switching equipment. You've got transformers. You've got physical infrastructure. And it's got to be managed and maintained no matter how smart it gets in the future, right? Absolutely, Alex. This equipment that we're dealing in is heavy machinery, switches, circuit breakers, contactors, transformers, largely uh, uh, aluminum, copper, steel, often silicon steel, put together in fashions that are are consistent with uh, methodologies created 50 years ago, still employed today. Some of the switches in the New York subway system are 100 years old, if you think about that stuff. Well, if you want to talk about electric motors, there are lots of electric motors and generators uh, that are in place that are turning today that were installed in the 30s and 40s, and these exist in most of our major utilities. That's a very good point, David. So now, Pearl is addressing it in what sense? I mean, recycling is in its name, but you could just simply say recycle. I mean, Pearl must is doing things with the industry, I imagine. Pearl is reconditioning and remanufacturing electrical apparatus to keep companies online, to keep the utilities online, to keep the power up and running wherever it is. And that might be power distribution, power transmission, motor control. Um, this material fails. This material needs maintenance. This material needs repair. Uh, Pearl members have devised safe methodology for bringing older equipment back to life and uh, and giving it uh, extending its service life. Right, I can imagine, and and, and I mean, and some of these systems, when you think about uh, power switching or uh, power protection, involve moving parts or uh, frangible or destructive uh, sacrificial components and things that have to be maintained anyway. Uh, that's absolutely that's absolutely true, and uh, most often uh, equipment, particularly in power distribution, is not exercised, is not maintained with the kind of frequency that it should. Certainly not with the kind of frequency that the manufacturer usually uh, uh, suggests, uh, and as a result, uh, equipment fails. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and the other side of that coin, David, obviously, is when we start talking about sustainability and trying to keep these systems running, on the one side, yes, of course, power, it's vital that the stuff run all the time, we want our lights to be on, but on the other side of the coin, if it runs all the time and it runs properly and efficiently, I, I get to save money on top of it. You know, it's, it's, it's a multiple good here, it's not just simply keep it from uh, stopping so we don't have anything, you actually get something out of the maintenance and attention as well, right? Well, that's true. But often the maintenance isn't done in the, in the interest of keeping the power running. It's, uh, some uh, companies have a relatively short-sighted view about maintenance, and that is that if we have to shut down 
to overhaul a breaker or a piece of control equipment, well, our our uh, our um, conveyors are going to go down. Our crushers are going to go down. Our you know, whatever our, our operation is will be slowed or perhaps even stopped. Uh, in fact, they think uh, often uh, industrial applications for electrical equipment appears to be running properly, but the uh, the circuit breaker in a system only has power going through it, but it perhaps not uh, performing its protective function. If it hasn't been overhauled, if it hasn't been tested, uh, it may be nothing more than a conduit rather than a protective device. And that is the, that could be the same in a circuit breaker or in an overcurrent device uh, on a motor controller. Pearl's mission is to find those places and correct them. Right, right. Well, and, and, and give me an example of one of your current initiatives. Well, Pearl's the body of Pearl is really Pearl standard, and the Pearl standard is a, a, a long technical text, text uh, that spells out the individual steps necessary to overhaul an electrical device. And our standard uh, refers to something like. I think we're into about 70 sections, uh, individual standards that address individual devices. And that is our, that is our biggest, what you say, initiative. We are uh, uh, right now in the process of completing revision six of the standard. But in addition to the standard, uh, we are getting the, trying to get the standard codified by submitting to ANSI to try and gain accreditation for that standard. This is right now the only reconditioning standard uh, uh, anywhere in the U.S. and to our knowledge anywhere in the world. It's such an important document as it sits that the Army Corps of Engineers has uh, included it in its maintenance libraries. Uh, and every year they ask us to update uh, uh, their uh, uh, standards data with our new revisions. This is also a very specific uh, compliment. Uh, it, 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 is, uh, it is a very sincere compliment. And as a matter of fact, we found recently that uh, uh, the standard itself is being uh, referenced not only by the Army Corps of Engineers, but in major construction and maintenance jobs with people like the city of Seattle uh, or uh, recently a Northern California municipality. Uh, we're seeing uh, Pearl referenced in specifications to overhaul complete uh, 15,000 volt circuit breaker lineups at places like um, uh, Southern California Edison or other major Southern California utilities. I'm in Southern California. My outside salespeople are in Southern California primarily, so we're more in touch with what's happening here. But this, these same kinds of references are showing up across the country. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, David, do you have any uh, examples of, like you were saying before about the uh, savings, let's, let's, do you have any like, uh, anecdotes that you can give us to give a, the scope or the uh, a scale of like, what kind of savings we're looking at? Well, there are a couple of different kinds of savings that we might refer to. And, of course, uh, one kind of saving is that we are going to uh, uh, reduce, significantly reduce downtime with electrical equipment by uh, providing immediate replacement devices for people when components fail. Uh, another type of savings is in the event that uh, a customer has a fully functional piece of equipment that was manufactured 
uh, in an earlier generation that is no longer su- supported by its original manufacturer, when something fails or when uh, this company wants to add to their existing gear to perhaps uh, start up another bay of equipment, they can do so with like or similar equipment by coming to Pearl members who are likely to have equipment like this in stock rather than yanking out the entire lineup of equipment, waiting the long lead time uh, for uh, for an OEM to provide new equipment. Um, so there's time and significant dollars associated there. Finally, uh, the issue of uh, another issue in savings is that when you manufacture a device, you have certain costs. You have cost of the raw materials. You have cost of the engineering time. You have cost of the manufacturing time. You always have byproducts uh, that often are not particularly uh, friendly to the environment. Uh, when you make steel, you create cyanide. I mean, there's all, all kinds of issues uh, involved in manufacturing uh, anything that has to do with metals, uh, plastics, and electrical equipment uses both. The um, process that Pearl engage, and of course there's an awful lot of man hours that go into manufacturing. Pearl's process uses only those man hours, perhaps sometimes more man hours than the original OEM. But we are not casting new metal. We are not disposing of anything into landfills. We're not producing hazardous or poisonous byproducts. There's a terrific savings there. The uh, the act of overhauling a uh, uh, let's let's compare the the cost of overhauling uh, a a transformer to the cost of manufacturing a transformer. And I'm not going to give you specific numbers, but I will tell you that the comparative difference uh, KVA for KVA is significant. How much we uh, how much it costs to remanufacture versus manufacture, how much it costs in material, how much it costs in hazardous disposal, how much it costs in man hours. Uh, These are significant in in a variety of ways. No, those are all very good points, David, because you're absolutely right. It's uh, especially when you think about the the metal aspect alone. I mean, that's uh, economic given that to uh, re-smelt already processed metal is a significant savings over creating that metal in the first place. Remanufacturing and reconditioning are, are often uh, used interchangeably, these two terms. Uh, the EPA has declared that remanufacturing is the, what's the word that they used? Um, oh, my goodness. I'm sorry for oh, no the delay problem. here. I mean, but that's perfect. Uh, right. the, the ultimate form of recycling. Remanufacturing is the ultimate form of recycling, and that comes directly from the EPA. Well, and actually, it, it is the ultimate form because the bottom line is um, there are a lot of products and technologies that can benefit from that. And if you can remanufacture, especially in the area of industrial where, where glamour or brand name is not as significant as performance, and you know you don't care if your neighbors know if it's a remanufacturer or generator because you want your equipment to work. Of course. And that's that's actually that's happening at a at a at a consumer scale too. Perhaps you you're aware that I don't know if you're if you're a a, a shade tree mechanic like I am, um, but since I was a, a kid working on the first car that my dad ever helped me get, 
uh, I've been working on my own cars. And I discovered early that you can go to your car parts store for a water pump or for a generator or an alternator or a motor or an engine starter for your car, and you'll be offered a remanufactured device at the same time as you're offered automatically, the same time as you're offered a new one. And of course, the remanufactured device is going to be 40% less money, offered the same warranty. Isn't that interesting? Well, but then that's also uh, the infrastructure uh, aspect, though. I mean, th- that same guy who'll buy a remanufactured water pump will want an original factory hood. Sometimes. The man that is charged with the responsibility to keep a plant running will find any resource necessary to keep his plant running. When the manufacturer tells him that we're, that we're 12 weeks out or 14 weeks out or 20 weeks out and he needs to be up and running tomorrow, he'll find a resource to do that. Now, in, in, um, here's another significant savings that I missed. This is, this is not so much a financial savings. Um, before Pearl existed, before the Professional Electrical Apparatus Recyclers League existed, that man that went and found that device or that subassembly or that system to keep his plant up and running very often sourced his product from a company that isn't a sophisticated rebuilder or a rebuilder at all. And he took his chances uh, that with his own personal knowledge and his own in-plant shop, he'd be able to validate that this equipment was okay to install. Sometimes it didn't work out that way. Pearl members are obliged to use the Pearl standard. And, well, more importantly than than Pearl, the fact is that there is a standard now. That was the issue. If, If any good electrical service and repair shop follows a Pearl standard in detail, they'll produce a safe and reliable device. That's another significant savings versus that plant uh, maintenance manager going out and picking up a product just about anywhere he can and slapping it in and hoping that it's safe to perform. Right. Disastrous expensive. Well, uh, if you're familiar with a term called arc flash, (laughs) uh, we're talking about lives depend on this. Exactly. 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 So now, David... I'd love to keep talking about this because we could keep going on and on because you're absolutely right. And obviously with our audience in power, everyone knows how much equipment is involved in just power management. So I think you find a receptive audience among us. But unfortunately, we're running out of time. But I always give my audience and my guests an opportunity to have the last word. So uh if you have any last thoughts for our audience, I'd like you uh, to give them to us before we close out the episode. I really appreciate that, Alex. Um, I guess my last thoughts and what I'd like to leave folks with is that uh, in light of the fact that there are uh, uh, tried and true standards for the reconditioning of electrical equipment, in light of the vast savings uh, and safety aspects involved in replacement electrical equipment. Pearl is an option. It is an answer uh, to some of the questions that plague uh, maintenance technicians and maintenance engineers in major plants. And reconditional electrical equipment can be and often is the most valid answer to an electrical infrastructure uh, challenge. Well, and I agree with you, David. So uh, 
that worked out quite nicely for us all. I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. And I'm going to bring you back because this is obviously not a subject that uh, is going to end anytime soon. Thanks for having me, Alex. I really appreciate it. Pleasure is ours. And I'd like to thank everybody out there in the audience for taking the time to listen to us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Power. Have a great day.